0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God's getting good to us. Boy, I've seen that work, oh, more times than one. 2 Thessalonians, in the first chapter. 2 Thessalonians, first chapter. Praise God. Amen don't call in here and preach out of two or three books. Hallelujah. I feel good, don't y'all? Hey. Yeah. Amen. Amen. sure none remember sure none amen brother praise the Lord praise God second Thessalonians in the first chapter I say every Saturday I ain't gonna take long I'm gonna try to hit the church and cut it a little bit shorter, Amen, but somehow other, I don't get it done. Second Thessalonians, the first chapter. There's just some things that only time will teach us. but teaching out of Romans 1 there this morning in a reprobate mind. There's thousands of people don't understand that today. But in 1995, I walked the streets. I walked the streets of Jerusalem. I walked in the old city walls. I walked where the tomb was, the place where Jesus carried the cross, into the prison where Jesus was. And Jesus personally has never walked down this aisle in Mount Vernon Church but in the spirit I know that he's been here and he spoke with us and he's been in our heart but I thought about the place that he literally walked and they turned away and the Lord turned them over to a reprobate mind. he left, he moved out He didn't deal with them. And I'm not telling you that a Jew is not dealt with. I'm telling you it's not like it used to be. Because they turned down the grace of God. And I look at seats that people have turned down the grace of God. And it scares me. It breaks this old pastor's heart when we see people that don't one time testify and don't testify no more. One time fill the seats and don't do it no more. It breaks my heart. And I'm going to tell you what it's doing. They can say, I've hurt it all my life. I'm just hurting myself. You make a profession of faith and back up on God, you're hurting the whole Godhead. You hurt the church, everything around you. Amen. When you said I'm a Christian and go back into the world. Why does the devil want Terry back on me? Why does the devil want Michelle to throw in the towel? Why does he want us discouraged? If he discourages you, you will discourage hundreds of people that knows you. To stay encouraged today. God has given us a message, church. Just pray that I can get it out. I get dumber every day, but I get bolder. Amen. Paul and Silvia and Timothy, unto the church of the Thessalonians. in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's Second Thessalonians first chapter first verse. Grace unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to give thanks, to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of every one of you, all toward each other aboundeth. I believe Paul here, it hadn't been long since he had wrote the first letter and he'd been in Thessalonica. And he went back and he got word that some people were discouraged, some people were out of heart. So he sent back trying to encourage them. Read that third verse again. We are bound to. Th- God always for you, Brethren, and his because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of the love, the charity, the love of every one of you groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other. Aboundeth, So that we ourselves glory in you. What Paul's saying, when your charity aboundeth, when your love exceeding, our charity aboundeth. Glory to God. He said then in the fourth verse that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith. And I want us to get that down deep in our mind. They're glowing because of their patience and their faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. So can I tell you something? Today, there's somebody glowing in your persecution because of your faith, because of your patience, and because you didn't bow down. Because you didn't give up. When trouble comes to your house and you overcome every obstacle. Paul said, even though I'm not there, I glory in your a charity that's abounding. I glory, I enjoy the blessings of hearing about you. Because persecution and tribulation come to your house and you overcome. Came and you, you endured, you finished, you finished this fight Let me read over in James five. In James five, let me let me read this to us. James five seven through eleven. I love the book of James, but it's talking about our patience here. Be patient. The seventh verse of the fifth chapter of James. He said, "Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband waiteth. The husbandman wait for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and the latter rain." In the eighth verse, he said. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. And he said, Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Listen to what the Word of God said. Take, my brethren, the prophet's, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of such afflictions and of patience. Behold, we count them happy, which endured. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful or, or compassionate. And offer in the mercy. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yeas be yeas and your nays, nays. My friend, today when our patience begins to run slim, then we get in trouble. When our patience runs slim, we begin to not love our brother when our patience runs slim. We end up not filling our seat in the house of God. Let me read the fifth verse in First in Second Thessalonians first chapter. The fifth verse said, "Which is a manifest token." That's what we're wanting to preach on today. A manifest token, man fest is something that we can see and a token is something that that maybe somebody uh, can give you but we can read over in Genesis (laughs) we can read over in the book of Genesis in about the twelfth verse and he said and God said this is the token of the covenant which I make between you me and you, every living creature that is with you for a perpetual, for a perpetual generation. And he jumps down. Let me find it. 13, he said, So I set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth and I'm talking about thousands of years later my friend there's not a one of you today that don't see the rainbow in the cloud and say I remember two of the prettiest rainbows I've ever seen in my life on a boat on the Amazon River and a great storm come but what does the rainbow remind you of? It reminds you of the Word of God. And it reminds you there's not a child in here that we ain't told about the rainbow. And God said, I said, this bow in the sky is a token that I'll never destroy the earth again by rain. The next time, it'll be by fire. It's a token that every one of us knows. It's a token that we can see. And there's nothing no prettier than the rainbow. And I thought about that bunch of gays, that bunch of queers, if you'll have it. How they want to make fun of the bow and the color and the things that God put in the sky. God put that yellowish, greenish orangish, reddish, uh, purplish, a rainbow in the sky. For we to know that it's a token that God made a covenant that he wouldn't destroy the earth anymore by a flood, by a flood. So he implanted that in our hearts as a token. I'm preaching on a manifest token. It's what I'm preaching on, what God has laid in our heart. When Larry Johnson made a profession 20 years ago, there was a manifest token in his family's mind and in their life that this is a new daddy. This is a new stepdaddy. This is a new husband. This is a new man in our community. This is a man that set a token, a man that our world can look at, that he is a Christian. He's a new, he's a new, born again child of God. And if he backs up on this today, he has broken the token of these people's minds. I thought about a, a token can be be a little thing you see. Jenny gave me a little token several years ago in it's First uh, John chapter 3 and I carried it for years and then I lost my little token. I keep it in my pocket. I lost it six months, I guess. One day I was going up the driveway, the gravel part of the driveway and I guess I jerked out a key and there was my token that my wife gave me to carry in my pocket to remind me of the Lord on my keychain, I've got a token, a cross, to remind me, right. Amen, of the cross that Jesus died on. I thought about over in Exodus, over in Exodus, my friend. The Bible tells us that the Lord was going to destroy Egypt and the kids, the firstborn of Egypt, and the Lord passed by. And he said, I'm going to make this a token. If the blood is over the lintel and the doorpost, he said, I'll pass over you with these plagues. I won't destroy your family. I'll know that you're covered by the blood. Oh, many years later, the Bible said, without the shedding of There's no remission of sin. And I thought about the cross of Jesus Christ and the blood that was shed. He left us a token of glory to God. Hallelujah, church. If we'll stay under of the blood of Jesus Christ, the destroyer can't get in. The enemy can't get in. He visits you at night, takes away your sleep, tries to break you down, but neighbor God has put a token that if we'll stay under the blood, he will take care of us if we choose to go outside. The Bible tells us in Exodus and the Lord told us He said, stay inside. Don't go outside. You've got to be under the blood in Exodus. Today, you've got to be under the blood. And if you choose to walk out from under the blood, to go out of the house of God, go out from under the Word of God, and go do your thing, you are out from under the blood of Jesus you have from under the token the that God the manifest token that God made with you when he saved you so so you're in danger of being overtaken by Satan. You're in danger by going back to dr- You're in danger of being caught up in the sexual acts. You're in danger of being a liar, a thief. Go right back. You're in danger of even as mentioned in Sunday school. There's no telling at the sexual acts that can happen to you because you're out from under the blood of Jesus. One of the biggest lies that ever crossed through our Baptist churches in America is that you're saved and you can't get half them under the blood. That's one of the biggest lies that's ever been told. That you're saved it no matter what you do. Only if you're half them under the blood of Jesus you're not saved. Don't believe a lie and die and go to hell. I've talked to them this week. They said, if I die, I'll go to heaven. They're doing drugs. They believed a lie. We need to pray as Butch goes into the prison that Butch will tell them the truth, that he'll tell them, bless God, you can't get saved today. for the devil. lie and go to heaven think only church. We need the truth told in our churches. American churches is in danger of hellfire because they've been told a lie. The manifest token let me get this I want to get this out plainly if I can fifth verse. He said, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. What's he talking about? Let's go back to the fourth verse, and you'll see what he is talking about. He said, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and for your faith, for your patience and for your faith. I'm going to tell you why there's are They lost their patience. They lost their faith. They believed a lie. They decided to do what they wanted to do. In all your persecution and tribulation, honey, when tribulation and persecution uh, comes to your house, and what would be maybe tribulation to me might not be to somebody else. Um, A heart attack may be great tribulation. To, to Lamont that might not bother me a lot but there's something honey that I go through tribulation and I'm persecuted and I'm knocked down I may be persecuted over one thing that wouldn't bother you but can I tell you something I'll get back on my feet and carry myself as a Christian and stay in the house. Stay under the blood. I'm talking about stay in the house of God. Stay under the blood. Let our children know this God that we serve is an old, infinite God. He's a great big God. He's a healer. He's a savior. He's a God that'll go with us in our tribulation, in our persecution. I've read it to you over in James, glory to God, how the old prophets wrote it down. The troubles that they come through, how they seen drought, and it didn't rain for three and a half years, but glory to God, they survived, and the old lady fed them a man in the meal in the barrel, never went dry. Honey, they've told us example after example to stay in the house of God. Stay under the blood. Take the token that God give us and stay under the blood. Oh, glory. Glory be under God. I wish I could get this out, church. I wish I had a voice. I wish I could implant it in your heart like God had hit my heart. I woke the to Jerusalem, where there ain't no Spirit of God, where there's devastation in the school children's faces. There's a Jew getting saved now and then. But, honey, can I tell you something? As the Spirit of God is withdrawn from America, there's one or two getting saved, but it ain't like it used to be. Revival ain't breaking out. We ain't going to the creek every week. I wished I could tell you. I wished I could tell you what I felt and what I seen. The first time I went into Jerusalem and I thought where my Savior walked. They'll be shouting all over the place. I thought this is a place everybody will be happy. It wasn't that way. I was devastated I prayed and I thought even as we went to the Garden Tomb. It's just a place to go see through and see where he has been. I'm gonna tell you something. He's still here. It ain't he just has been in my heart. He's still in my heart. Amen. Uh, That nurse couldn't see it. I asked her, I said, what you done? I said, You see Jesus. You see Jesus in there. She didn't know what to say. I said, I'm talking about, do you see Jesus in there? He's in there. It ain't just that he has been. He come in in 1968, and he ain't just has been in there. He's in there. Amen. I've tried to stay in the house of God. I've tried to try, stay under the token of God, a manifest token, my friend, is how you live after trouble comes Home. I look at Andy Andy feels like nothing Andy don't feel like walking he drags butt but Andy's still here yeah. you, he may have to hold a wall or to get up over yonder but there's another that feels good decided to go ride the skis today to go here or to go y- yonder. I'm talking about that's a token that'll be rolled down in your life. But what? 40, 45, 44 years is a token of filling you see. Right. Yeah. People looks at it. Right. Henry, y'all been faithful since you come. Kimo knocked you, but you got back up. Roger, they said you would never get out the hospital, but you got back up. I'm talking about that's some tokens, a manifest token that you can see, and the token is Jesus gave them eternal life through the blood on the cross that made you want to get back up. I'd like to share the issue of blood that Jesus gave me. It's eternal life. I don't remember this. (laughs) Matthew and T.J. tore down the old brick sign. I remember Boyd Boyd, Boyd Brown, my daddy, was the deacon here. He had a sciatic nerve that that was awful. I stayed the last night in the hospital with him, and it eased out. He sat on a five-gallon bucket and handed me brick as we laid that sign. So that, that was a good while back. Amen. Probably. I don't know. Matthew and TJ, I finally shut up and said, tear down. It didn't look good. New signs, new things. Matthew was turned, and TJ was turned the brick down, and they found a the coin. I've done that before. I've laid a nickel. Or I've even put a note. Before I got saved, I put a wire that didn't have no end. That wasn't fastened to nothing. In a brick wall. That'll drive an electrician crazy. <laughs> you go check the breaker and he come back. You know. But I got saved. <laughs> I got saved. But anyway, he found this. He found this. And the, the old sign, the old brick sign, I can't even read it. I can't read it. My bifocals. Half cent French piece. French, half cent French piece. Yeah, from sixty nine. Nineteen sixty nine. And the whole deal, it's been in that brick down there for golly, forty five, fifty years. I laid that before. I was a member here. Look how new it looks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it as a token back to Matthew. <laughs> Put it in your pocket. And when the devil says, go do myth, think about it. Yeah. 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 Think about go. it. That the church of Mount Vernon <laughs> yeah. said they yeah. loved you. That's right. yeah, Appreciate your seat. <laughs> yes, sir. Amen. Appreciate what you do. Sina, we thank you for getting him here. Amen. Amen. You can let her look at it, but you can't let her have it. Oh, Amen. God. Amen. God's good to us. Amen. Amen. I didn't I didn't have that token until just a minute ago. Did I? God knows what he's doing. Amen. Amen. God knows last Thursday I need to try my best to preach on a manifest token. He knows he's got God in his heart. But he's going to never forget that that's in this folks. Right. <laughs> I'll never forget an old preacher died behind the pulpit. He scared me to death. He had fire in his eyes. I forgot his name. Do you remember his name, Mama? you worse than I am. Praise the Lord. I remember I was, went to the front row. We was having a revival. Dave Sexton. told you I was smarter than you. Dave Sexton. He come up with about two or three foot of me, and I was trying to read the Bible. I didn't know the Bible. He said, boy, am I telling you the truth. I scared to death. I thought he could see my heart in my ribs, my ribs. preacher, full of the power of God. Died, I believe, is over turkey knob behind the pulpit. Old Dave Sexton. Some of them fellas was a token to me, a manifest token, something I could see. They fought the battle. They overcome the trouble. Amen. Amen. They they pastored, they endured to the end. It's ain't Baptist doctrine endure name. But it's Bible doctrine. They endured, they overcome and they finished the race. What if Dave Sexton and Price Phipps had a quit? That's good they wouldn't have been there to preach to me. They wouldn't have been there to preach to me. Hey Roger. What if you quit? What if you said the doctor's right and Vera can't drive? We'll just quit. Right. You wouldn't have been no light to Steve. Now he's a token. Amen. He didn't quit. Amen. You know what it's about down to? Roger's a thorn in the flesh to his old family yep. that's out of church. Vera, you're a thorn in the flesh. Right. They'd say, won't you stay home for Christmas? Why don't you stay home for this birthday party? Why don't you go to the beach with us? Why? Say, I'm a soldier. I'm going to church. I'm going to church. Amen. We'll go eat after church. Hello? A manifest token. Don't quit. I can be a manifest token, good, or I can be a bad one. I can be a good one, or I can be a bad one. Oh, church, we've got just a little bit of this. Somebody tell me when I get 45 minutes and I'm going to quit. I was going to preach 30, but I ain't going to get done. Which is a manifest. What did he say? He said, patience and faith. Persecution and tribulations and endured, glory to God, is a manifest token. Ain't that what he said? That's what I read in Thessalonians. A manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye also suffer. Can I tell you, there's a charismatic doctrine. It was real big a few years ago. Just claim it, it. I've claimed victory that I can keep talking, but I ain't got with one vocal cord. I still claim victory with one vocal cord. There's victory in Jesus. I'm going to tell you something, and this is only a picture, but there's never been a man that suffered anymore Persecution, any more pain, any more being tucked down, than my Lord Jesus Christ. And then this bunch, I'll jump up and say, "You will never have no sickness." Let me get this across. I need to get this across. You get saved, you really give it, born again, and I believe. This is what happened to the Church of Thessalonica, and I believe some troubles come, and the persecutions come, and the little tribulations come, and they decided we can get saved anyhow. The Lord is not with me, and they started backing up. They started backing up. Neighbor, can I tell you something? There's not a man that suffered no more than that man. Jesus Christ. Amen. But can I tell you something the third day? Come out. Victorious. Over death, hell, and the grave. That you and I could be saved. Amen. That we could have eternal life. So when we are persecuted, hung on the cross and talked about. Maybe we can come out of that tomb. The grave ain't going to hold Boyd Brown. I heard his testimony. I watched his life. I remember when he could hardly walk and he wanted to give hand me a brick. He wanted to hand me a brick to help do something for the house of God. Matthew wanted to do something to join in with TJ and help tear the sign down. To mow the yard. To come and pray. Hey, come and pray this week, church. One week and a half, the Lord's will, we're going to have revival.
1: I'm going to claim
0: we're going to have revival. I'm going to be stirred in my soul Cause I'm gonna stay in the house. When the enemy comes by, I'm gonna be in the house. <laughs> Whoa, glory to God! Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Praise the name of Jesus. It takes an idiot. Maybe I shouldn't use that word. It takes a dummy to stand out in the storm. When the door's open, you come in. Uh, a man that's out of God's will is of all men most miserable. He's terrible shape. I'm gonna quit, church. I ain't half done, but I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna read one more verse and then I'll quit, but but I'm just about done. I wanna read off. But read that. That's good. It's good, it's good reading. I wanna close with this. I didn't jot it down I can't read it the definition of a token is a thing serving as a visible or tangible voucher that can be exchanged for goods or for service I thought y'all have been given a token I have and that ticket was good to go into any part that you wanted to, and that's what God gave us with His blood. You can go into any avenue of the works of God if you want to. Let me read this in Philippians. Turn over, please. Turn over, Philippians. Philippians one. I'm going just a just two or three pages back, four or five pages back right before Colossians, in the Philippians 1. I'm going to read two verses. Maybe three, I don't know. Philippians 1 and 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs. So what Paul's saying, whether I'm there or not, I'm going to know your affairs. The preacher ain't very smart, but I'll know your affairs. God knows your affairs. I know when you're in there, just this plane, and I could just cry, but just this plain last night, I knew one wasn't going to be here. Why? Why? They don't have the victory over Satan, over sin. Alcal had me with good intentions that I'm quitting I'll never drink another drop. It's splitting up my own. It's taking my money. It's taking my happiness. And I didn't have power over it. The only way I got power over it was the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Here of your fires, that you stand fast in one. I want us to get this church. That we stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, You know what Satan has done, especially to our independent Baptist churches? He has separated our minds. He's got one over here and one over there. We all think we're right. There's none good. No, not one. Let me get that. Stand fast in one spirit, which is Christ Jesus, with one mind, striving or working together for the faith of the gospel what are we working together for the faith of the gospel it just come to my mind how the adversary works a little boy about this high and I was in a housing project bricking a house and I'll never forget it. it was on a car porch wall and I was building a retaining wall up about that high and that little boy would come down there and he'd flip a gravel on my mudboard. If you ain't never laid brick, you don't know what a gravel on your mudboard is. But I'm gonna tell you, that little boy was saying Mother the devil. I don't know his name. And I said, son, quit. I had to pick up my brick. I was laying with a thousand. Get that rock out from under my brick. Because he'd flipped it in my mud. And he done that five or six times. I said, I'm going to put your nose in this mudboard, son. They'd probably hang me now. <laughs> he done it four or five times. When you've got to lay a brick twice, you've lost money. Satan's running by and trying to put a rock in your mudboard. And you gotta stop and pick back up. And it's sickness and you gotta stop and you doubt. I thought as I was running down the road to Winston to the doctor, the devil had put a rock in my mud board. I had to get somebody to drive, took them away from what they was doing. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And I had to go. Thank God I got one vocal cord. But Satan will throw rocks in your mud board. The Bible said, submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. He's here because he resisted. They're here because they resisted. Larry's here because he resisted. Don't put your feet on Andy. You'll lose everything he had. Just love him. Ooh, I know what you'd like to do. But just love him. Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. And a little bit, that little boy come around. I was watching him all the time. I grabbed his little butt, turned him upside down, and stuck his nose in my mudboard. Needless to say, he ain't throwing more rocks in my mudboard. It's about time that we pick up Satan weekend and say, I'm tired of you beating on me. I'm going to win the victory. I said a while back, and Janet knows I said it, and I still out, Butch, and try to make a vow. We were we was born with we wars. And I tried to make a vow. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to let some of this junk go. I'm going to be a soldier that knows I'm winning. I'm going to carry the bloodstained banner high. I ain't going to bow down. I ain't going to break down. And I catch myself backing up on that. I catch myself giving in on that. I catch myself not standing with the vows. I thought about the church covenant. I told when we was painting that thing. Wasn't much of a good place to put it, but it's the only place in our church that it'll fit. But I said, we might as well take it down. People don't go by it no way. There's pages in the Bible. They might as well tear out because they ain't going to go by it. I want to do what I can for the Word of God. Depression's of the devil. Bipolar is of the devil. Addiction is of the devil. You know, some of you women don't understand the addiction of meth or alcohol. I don't understand the addiction of shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all think, why does a man drink a beer and make him sick? Why does a woman go buy a dress that knows she can't fit into? have to take it back next week. I don't understand that. Janet's got better. She'll carry it for about an hour. I'll sit in the car and she'll take it back. She said, I don't need this. There's a whole lot of things in this world we don't need. You don't understand my problem. I don't understand yours. But I know it's of the devil. And how we're going to have to have a manifest token. I'm talking about a token that shows is we're going to have to stand persecution. We're going to have to stand tribulation. We're going to have to endure trouble. Because it's coming to every one of us. I'm not a child of the devil. And I know the devil don't like me. And that makes us even. I don't like him either. My doorbell rang at 7 o'clock this morning. And there my son, the door's right here. There's Scotty stood talking, just a holler, up the driveway, and nobody there. If you think a devil can't take you there, play with him. Play with him. Maybe he won't take you that far, but I'm going to tell you he'll drag you to hell say that for me he'll drag you to hell Amen. amen he'll set a trap for you and drag you to hell there's very few in the shape mine's in I know that but he ain't the only one hell has enlarged itself Because we wrote the page out of the word. Amen. Church, I ain't perfect, but as Paul come back to the church of Thessalonica and wrote the second letter, he wanted them to know that he loved them. And I've heard about your good works. I've heard about you testifying. I've heard about you preaching. I've heard about you going. I know when you go to jail I don't know every move you make but I hear of your fires I know when you're trying the church ought to be full this morning I knew it was going to be like this It's going to be off because we're going to have revival we're going to stay at home We ain't going to come. We ain't going to do. Let's be one that's going to do. Let me read the rest of that verse and I'll quit. I promise you this time, I'll quit. And in nothing, Larry brought out this morning, you can't fear God and rejoice too. In the 28th verse of the first chapter of Philippians, I promise you I'll quit. And in nothing, terrified by your adversary I'm going to tell you the American church is scared to death we're afraid gas prices going up, we're afraid of corona, we're scared to death cancer, Get us. we're afraid of a heart attack we're afraid bread ain't going to be on the shelves if they can send out a news brief we're scared to death a storm is coming Praise God every storm that they predicted this year passed over me, I ain't seen it. Them red letters goes across TV. Hurricane tornadoes. And I know it comes. But Satan says to us, the adversary, he said, nothing terrified by our adversary. He speaks in our mind. He's told me lately, you and have done. Why, devil, I've done overrun what you give me. Mm-hmm. Amen. I've actually done overrun what God give me. And by the way, devil, I ain't done. I'm old but I ain't done terrified by your adversary I had a fella today he won't shake hands with me I I say today I don't know if he's still alive last time I seen him he brought his hand back ain't that a devil he didn't bother me he just missed shaking hands with a child of God but he stood there, he said, Bill, he said, you need to quit. He said, in church a little while. He said, you need to quit preaching like that. He said, your heart's going to bust. Do you know how red your face is? Well, whoever sees their face, I don't know how red my face is. But try adversary trying to stop you. For your benefit. I love you. I don't want to see you die. Won't you slow down. Mm. come on church nothing terrified by your adversary which is to them an evident token of perdition that's saying to our adversary if we give in to them they know that we're in perdition they know that we've messed up but to you of salvation and that of God we don't have to give place to the devil. We don't have to stop. God's been good to me. Amen. I'm looking for a hip replacement, but I'm I'm looking for a good quicken. Good quicken. I need to get out of of much pain. But what if I done like Ronnie Pooh? and go under anesthesia and black out you end up in ICU it's always possible church it's always possible I thought about old Job Shannon loves Job we used to have a fellow <laughs> he always pronounced Job Job he said turn over the book of Job Job had a job But Job had more in the end than he had in the beginning. You know, Job's Job's wife, she didn't mean to be a hindrance to him. She didn't understand. She didn't want to see Job hurt. She didn't understand the work of God. But Job's been a token to us that he made it. So can I. If you will get a song, brother. If you will st-